There is too much to read, there is too much to do. My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue. Read all that I could read, saw that I could see. Finish the internet. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, that thing. The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself. My mind and can't rest till then. Oh, it's time. It's time for oh, yeah, that thing again. Hello. This is Oh Yeah, That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Pei. I'm Andre. Welcome. Hello. Another episode. I... Another episode. What is this? It's six. A, a million? <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's episode one million. Welcome, guys. You are tuning in to our one millionth episode. <laughs> We did a, like, a, a whole bunch of micro-episodes for the Patreon we haven't set up yet, but once we do... <laughs> it's going to be millions. Oh, not millions, but a million of them. Well, 999,994. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm back in. Shoved up in my closet once again. I love it. I love... I see a new sort of uh garment it has fish on it i don't know that i've seen it before it, it's in the very front uh, oh, are those one? feathers those aren't fish are they yeah well the funny thing is the one you're talking about uh-huh. it has cats on it no not oh. but i i do have another one here yeah that's that one. does have fish on it yeah that's what i'm talking about oh i can't see that on my screen oh you can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh <laughs> Oh, I guess you can see, because it's inside out, you can see the yeah. light. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I get it now. Yeah. And then I thought yeah, that's I was wrong and that it was feathers, but I should trust my first, my gut instincts. <laughs> yeah. That was an anniversary present. Oh, nice. Is it a dress? Yeah. What is it? It's a dress. Nice. It's nice. Nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's got deep ass pockets. Oh, that's Lux. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not a word I've ever used in my life before. <laughs> but it felt right for that moment. Yeah. Well, the pattern is, this was like a collaboration from the company. And do you know who Charles Phoenix is? I do not. So Charles Phoenix is this guy who's like really into like mid-century Americana stuff. Okay. So he's like the go-to guy about that and so he collaborated with this company to design some patterns and this is one of them oh nice yeah that's pretty cool there's also a bowling shirt which i almost got and i was like i can't stop <laughs> cannot and then buy he it got all. me the dress anyway so nice oh <laughs> he dresses me <laughs> that sounded weird he does not dress me <laughs> he's just a man who's comfortable buying his partner clothing which some men are not yeah good for him <laughs> i like that yeah yeah anyway uh <laughs> what's up um not much as usual i'm thinking about great british bake-off mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah I know this is not a gossip podcast, but I was thinking about it because this week at work, people were talking about it, and they were talking about the most recent season, and how two of the contestants are maybe a couple, and it's really cute-seeming. <laughs> 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 I 
I have to say, I like really liked the contestants from. I mean, I always liked the contestants, but I really liked the contestants from this most recent season of of Bake Off. I did have contestants I liked a lot. <clears throat> I think we might have talked about it last time too, but like I liked Rosie a lot, which I know some people didn't like her. Oh, I liked Rosie. She's very f- pragmatic seeming, and I liked her vet stories. <laughs> yeah, but I also felt like she maybe I was just reading too much into it but I thought she was being also intentionally funny with Noel by Mm -hmm. being so like the straight man to his weirdo yeah which I think some people missed they're like why is she she's like not what is she doing she's not like responding no she is she is giving him weirder true things (laughs) to throw him off balance and it works yeah like when she said that rabbits just want to die yeah (laughs) <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's people like um funnily enough, I didn't really connect too much with the finalists as much. Oh, okay. Alice yeah. and Steph. Um and even David. I felt like David I uh, didn't really forge a connection with either. Yeah. But um both Steph and Alice definitely either did not get Noel's jokes or were just like, I need to work and you are bothering me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, he's there to make you feel better. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I love if Noel Fielding came and bothered me at work. (laughs) Yeah, I think especially in the last um, episode, Alice was very emotional. So um, it's one of those things where that could go either way, where you could be some, you could be like helpful in like, being there and making jokes or you that person could you could like set that person off (laughs) and And poor Steph I feel like she crumbled under the pressure yeah I was like I was surprised but very okay with David because I always kind of liked his bags always looked really good I think Mm -hmm. I mostly like David because I thought he looked really good he like always (laughs) just like looked so neat and put together and obviously is like a good looking man and and like his bakes would turn out very neatly and I, I don't know I was just yeah. Yeah. He was very consistent and it yeah. was kind of weird that he never won Star Baker. Yeah. So. I guess he was a lo- he was pretty adventurous with his flavor so maybe that mm-hmm. kind of like didn't work in his favor but yeah. He won in the end so. Yeah, he did. Now he has yeah. a beautiful cake stand. <laughs> yeah. No money. No beautiful money. cake stand. <laughs> the difference between American and British sometimes is yeah. we always need money. <laughs> Oh, so... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because our response to British Bake Off was making it. Because there is an American baking show. Yes. Um, which I've never seen. And I get, the last season was tarred because it was never actually shown because right. one of the judges is a garbage person. Of course. <laughs> um, but I follow some of the people who are on it and they are so good. But making it, I feel, was our attempt to create something like mm-hmm. the Bake Off. I've never seen making it. Oh, it was super positive and cute okay. and great. I would highly recommend it. I hope they do another season. I, I don't think know if they they're are going to, though. based on oh, the Hulu are. commercials I've been seeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think even with that, you win money. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like, like, you can't just, here's a nice hammer. Yeah. 
<laughs> Though, to be honest, I guess maybe this is just the American in me. I'd want a couple bucks. I'd be like, I, you can give me $500. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. Um, give but... me some money. <laughs> I... Give me some money. Is that a song? Uh, you've seen Spinal Tap, right? Yes, but only once. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. This it's it's one of their uh, in their Beatles like days they have that song. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, I will say, and I think I texted you about this because it enraged me so. But I was watching one of the earlier seasons of, uh, of Bake Off that they have in like the little beginnings collection on Netflix, which reminds me I need to watch the finale of that. But, um, they had a. Um, a pastry week I think it must have been pastry I don't think it was a pie week and they their showstopper was an American pie and um, first of all they start by shitting on American pies (laughs) Paul Mm -hmm. Hollywood is like I think American pies suck (laughs) they're too sweet and blah 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 which uh, okay that's that's no it's not fair but (laughs) before in that same episode they had made I forgot what it's called. It's a specifically British thing, but they'd made a pastry that was literally bread and molasses like blended together <laughs> and poured into a pie tart. Yeah. Um, so Isn't that like a treacle tart or something yes, like that? Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so first, the way that they presented the challenge, um, they were all making tarts. They weren't making pies. Um, Paul said that all American, that the, like a signature of American pies is that they're not covered, which is false. Um, <laughs> and then they all made these like really weird combinations of pies. Like one lady was like, I hate pumpkin pie. Like I have American half of my family and I hate pumpkin pie. So I'm going to make my own version. And then she made like, I'm sure it probably didn't taste bad, but she made like a squash pie. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of the same. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's like, like <laughs> it's similar yeah. in style and family. And then they all had to like take the the tarts out of the tin, which I think most American pies are served in the tins, right? I like most times you don't uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not like you have to keep it in there, but most of the times you don't need to take it out. And also they just they weren't in like pie pans, they were like in in tart pans. But anyway, yeah. that's the only time British bake uh, British Bake Off has ever made me mad and I didn't know that the source of my patriotism would be <laughs> pies <laughs> but I felt everything else is garbage but don't you <laughs> shit on our pies <laughs> but I felt so strongly and I, I was kind of surprised by myself I was like it's not that serious but I, I, I know where you're coming from though because when I do get offended by other countries talking shit about our country it's usually when they're talking shit about our food (laughs) because it's always that like it's too sweet or too unhealthy or too whatever and i'm like where are you eating though yeah exactly like i wonder like are you eating as fast food or something yeah yeah like where did are you telling me if fucking Claire Saffitz from Bon Appetit made Paul Hollywood a pie. He wouldn't like that fucking pie. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's a fucking monster. <laughs> Every pie Claire has ever made is delicious. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just one of those weird superiority. Where and it's also like because there's so many different like regional American cuisines and mm-hmm. and like so many things that are just frankly delicious. <laughs> so yeah. So yes, I agree with you. Food maybe is the source of my yeah. my patriotism. That's how you you get me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's always where they want to. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's just getting me riled up just thinking about it. No. They always complain about how the portions are too big. I'm like, yeah, we take it home, we eat it later. Yeah, you don't have to eat it all. Yeah. Like I love leftovers. It's my favorite part bags of the meal. Are great. <laughs> yeah. Or I can't remember what show I was watching, but it was like a British panel show and someone was talking about how they were in the US. And they saw a commercial for a restaurant, and I know what restaurant it is, and you probably will know what it is too, because it's a chain. Um, and like they were talking down about American portions and shit, but it was essentially you buy one dinner and you get another dinner oh, for yeah. later. And I'm like, yeah, later, like tomorrow, yeah. not later tonight. Olive Garden gives you this deal because it was Olive Garden because they're the ones who do that. <laughs> and because that's... you know what? Eating out is expensive for a yeah. lot of people in this country. So if they can afford to give you some extra food because you're a giant corporation... There you go. And who doesn't want two for one? Pay for one thing, get two of it? That's amazing. Yeah. Why would you complain about that? Yeah. You know why there isn't a lot of that over in the UK? Because you're too scared to complain. (laughs) And we complain a lot, and so they're like, fine, we'll give you two fucking meals. Yes, complain more, people in the UK, and you would get more food, too. (laughs) You're just jealous. That's what it is. Also, don't give me shit about American pies when you guys have fucking, like, sausage rolls and whatever else you get <laughs> yeah. from Cornwall, which looks delicious. I'm not shitting on sausage rolls. I would eat one. <laughs> but come on. Yeah. Yeah. Also, fuck treacle tarts. Yeah. I was amazed. I was like, whoa, it's just bread and I think it was molasses. Maybe it wasn't, but it was definitely some sort of sugary thing. I think dark treacle and molasses are the same thing. Oh, Okay. That's good to know. Or at least like so close that if you were to make something here that you wanted it to, and it needed treacle, you could replace molasses. Yeah. They also use a lot of golden syrup. Oh, yes. Over there, which I think is like light molasses. I don't know anything about molasses, to be perfectly honest. I bought some so I could make uh, gingerbread. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I don't like gingerbread. You don't like gingerbread? It's okay. Yeah. I, I've i had maybe two that I like. It's definitely not like my first choice of cookie. Or, or yeah. Maybe I would like it more like a, like a gingerbread cake rather than a cookie. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. Now that uh, we've talked about how the UK shits on America all the time and we're tired of it, uh, we're going to talk about something British and then an American version of it. True. Yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, because when this comes out, it'll officially be December. Yes. And thus Christmas season. Yes, though it's, it's creeping up earlier these days. (laughs) <laughs> I went to Costco I pre-Halloween and there were Christmas decorations up for sale 
and I was astounded. Yeah. 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 I'm like, give Halloween a chance. Yeah. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, they put up the city Christmas lights down the road. I'm like, Thanksgiving hasn't even happened. <laughs> nice. I look forward to seeing those reindeer and wreaths. And what's the other yep. one? I can't remember. I think but... it's a candy cane. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the other one that they do. Classic. But yeah. The roads are lined. I'll wait yeah. on you. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we will be discussing first Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And then we will be discussing the classic adaptation, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. 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 <laughs> Gotta hold my opinions for that. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I guess we can get started. Cool. All right, so, first up, A Christmas Carol, um, which is, everywhere calls it a novel. It seems too short to be considered a novel to me, so I would just call it a story. Mm-hmm. Um, novella, I've seen Novella, somewhere. there we yeah. go. It is a novella written by... Charles Dickens in 1843, and it was published in December of that year. Um, And since then, it's become sort of the classic American tale with countless retellings and adaptations. Um, And no surprise to anyone who's read anything by Dickens, it's a morality tale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, it was originally going to be a pamphlet called An Appeal to the People of England on Behalf of the Poor Man's Child. Um, And thankfully he changed his mind because that sounds very boring. (laughs) Very important, but very boring. (laughs) And um, I got this from a Time Magazine article about sort of the history of why he wrote it. And it was apparently a response to a government report that had come out earlier that year on um, child labor in the UK at that time, and it detailed the conditions of child laborers, uh, including things like uh, little girls who sewed dresses like 16 hours a day and slept in the factory six days out of the week and only went home for one day, mm-hmm. or the boys like lugging wheelbarrows full of coal in and out of the mines. Um, but it was essentially just the horrors of child labor yeah. and the government's like, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that of course is a response to sort of the growing middle class and their desire to buy things and want things. And it's still a problem we have today mm-hmm. <laughs> on a more global scale, yeah. <laughs> which is even worse because when people can't see the people who are making yeah. all the junk they buy, they don't think about it. So real glad that a uh, hundred seventy plus years later, whatever, still have this problem. <laughs> um, anyway, he he wrote he read this report and was appalled by it, and so he decided to write something for the English people to consider. His previous book had been a bit of a flop. It, I hadn't even heard of this book honestly. Like I'd heard of most of them, I feel, but it was called. Martin Chuzzlewit. Oh, not familiar. 
he likes a weird name. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but that was his previous book, and his publishers, Chapman and Hall, were like, uh, yeah, we'll publish Christmas Carol, but we can put it in, like, a collection with of your other stuff, or we can put it in this magazine, because they're like, eh, your yeah. last book did not do well. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, <laughs> I really want this to be, like, a standalone, to the point where he actually paid for uh, the production oh, wow. of the book. And there was just a deal that uh, the publishers would get like a commission, but he would get the profits and he would cover all the production and all that. Um, it was a hit that season. It came out a couple of weeks before Christmas. And by the time Christmas came around, it had sold 6,000 copies, which is a lot for mm-hmm. that time. Uh, apparently there weren't as many people in the world. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> though it still wasn't a huge financial success because he oversaw the production of the books so closely that he wanted this like high quality volume and so they were nice but it also meant that the profit margin was pretty small Mm -hmm. um but obviously it continues to be a success um it has endured on and on he kind of helped that a bit uh there's a great drunk history about this i won't go into too much detail but he would do public readings of A Christmas Carol, uh-huh. like travel. And I think even maybe did some in the States. I should double check that. Uh-huh. I won't though, because we're already recording. <laughs> um, so I'll just link to the Drunk History clip because it's fun. Oh, Colin nice. Hanks is Charles Dickens. Oh, I love Drunk History. I haven't seen it in a while, but sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a cutie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I had never read it same actually i don't think i've ever read a charles dickens book i have oh one thing that (laughs) this is a a myth but it's a myth that i have told many people so i need to correct myself now that i know the truth (laughs) okay i'm excited to hear it (laughs) so there's a myth that dickens would get paid by the word and that's why his books are so long Uh (laughs) but that's not true oh (laughs) uh i guess the myth grew out of uh the fact that his novels were serialized and he and his publishers kind of developed this formula of serializing the novels in 20 parts and then selling them so that they could like make money and sell and garner interest all at once. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where the, he get paid for word kind of blossomed from. Yeah. Apologies to anyone I told that to, because I've definitely (laughs) repeated that multiple times and shout out to UC Santa Cruz for correcting me. <laughs> it's time for you to go on your apology tour. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll read a Christmas Carol and I'll apologize to all the lands. Um, I did try to look up how many adaptations there were of Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. but there were too many. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, it had its own, and even those, I don't think, covered everything. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like the first theater play was from, like, the 60s or something. No, there's definitely before Yeah. But the oldest film adaptation that still exists, at least, was from 1901. Oh, okay. And the British Film Institute has the remaining copy, and it's free on YouTube to watch. Oh, cool. It's pretty short. It's only, like, five minutes long. Oh, um, and it was based on a stage adaptation of the oh. book. Oh, 
Yeah. Um, but it has some pretty cool effects for 1901. I'm just saying. <laughs> Not bad. Uh. Um, but yes, I hadn't read it. You had not read it. Uh-uh. What were your expectations? Your great expectations? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't really know what, it, what to expect. It's funny because I, I think the story of Scrooge is so embedded in like the cultural conscience, conscious mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, I was obviously familiar with the story and I've only, and but I'm kind of not sure how, like I just feel like I've probably seen it like adapted in like a TV show or, um, or, and I've seen, I've seen one movie that I can clearly point to that I'm like, oh, I know this is a Christmas Carol adaption, but, um, or adaptation, but, um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting to think about that so that I knew generally what the story was. Mm-hmm. Um so I I didn't I didn't really know what to expect um besides just knowing what the general story was. Yeah. Um, what about you? I thought it would be longer yeah. just based on his other books. Mhm. Um and one of the reasons I ended up suggesting it was because I realized how short it was. Yeah. And even, like, this is, I'll show you. Oh, it's so I'll cute. I'll take a picture for, I know, it's so cute. It's a little pocket edition oh, of man, that's adorable. Christmas Books by Charles Dickens. So I guess he's actually written more than A Christmas Carol. He's like, that was a real hit. I should keep yeah. going. Um, and the whole book is, like, 480 pages, and A Christmas Carol is only 90 pages of that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is short as hell yeah <laughs> i honestly thought most of it would be a christmas carol with like one or two other stories in mm-hmm. it so that was generally what i expected um i don't know i wasn't sure if i would actually like it yeah i to be honest i wish i wished this wasn't the way it was but i don't love old timey books <laughs> <laughs> um and sometimes I don't have the patience to read them just because the the language of it takes more thinking on my part, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I think that's a little bit laziness um, and just something that, um, yeah, anyway. So I also wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And I will say, though, that um, this was my first time. I actually listened to it on audiobook. And that was my first time listening to an audiobook. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and it felt it felt like a good book to listen to as an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed, it feels like a story that you want somebody to like sit down and tell you. So, um, uh, so I kind of liked I kind of liked it in that way. I don't. I think it would have been different if I sat down and like because I read like maybe the first. 20 or so pages and then I was mm-hmm. like oh maybe I should try listening to this on audiobook um yeah no I totally agree um from like the first page and I noticed parallels of course to the Muppet movie which we'll talk about after mm-hmm. but it was very clear that it was meant to be read aloud yeah um it feels like story like time. you're supposed to gather around and like 
which I guess makes sense if his intention was to reach as many people as possible to write something that you will read out to many people at once. Yeah. So I read the first half um, just on my commute and things, and I was getting really frustrated because I wanted to read it out. Yeah. <laughs> Because I like, I just wanted to. Because I, yeah, I like the sound of my own voice. Who would have thought that's the truth, right? Um, so I, I was always tempted to just start reading it out loud yeah. on the train. I'm like, I'm not gonna be that fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, and then I ended up finishing it through audiobook as well, mm-hmm. um, just a like a free version that was online okay. um, that someone had recorded. Which was pretty good. It was an American, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. It's usually always British people reading British books. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it um, a lot more re- reading it out loud. Because yeah. kind of like you, it depends on the book, obviously. But with older novels and stories, it can take a while, like I said, with the language. Mm-hmm. But something about this, I started falling asleep at one point mm-hmm. and I was like okay I need to have someone read it to me yeah. <laughs> and at that point it was fine yeah that actually happened oh, like sorry. three hours right? yeah it, it was only three hours yeah. I had it spaced out over a couple of days I listened to about like a chapter a day and also mm-hmm. my current commute is a little longer so it felt good for that too I was like oh I can I'm in the car for like 30 minutes each way so mm-hmm. it's it this feels like a good way to to read this book or hear this book. <laughs> so could you pretty much fit one, what was it, one stave? That's what they were called, right? Mm-hmm. One stave per car ride, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. There were some that were nice. longer, so it was like one stave tour, uh, per um, total commute. <laughs> like <laughs> half there and half home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one of the days I sat in my room and colored while I, lis- while I listened, so... Sounds delightful. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I should listen to more audiobooks. <laughs> yes. Well, there's actually, um, when I decided to listen to it to finish it, I looked on the library's app, of course. And is that how you got yours? I did a free trial of Audible. Okay. Yeah. Was it the Jim Dale version? No, it was, uh, what's his name? Neil Gaiman? Uh, no. Michael Page. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, it was for Amazon. It was like an Amazon Classics, so I don't know if it's like their, if they have oh, their okay. own thing, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, the version that my local library has is the Jim Dale version, which I got really excited about because he does the Harry Potter Yeah, audiobooks. I was going to say that name sounds familiar. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be great. I put a hold on it anyway because I want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then I, my partner kind of like once a season likes to listen to the Neil Gaiman version okay which I haven't listened to yet um that name sounds familiar too who's that Neil Gaiman is uh an author and he wrote Coraline American Gods oh okay yes 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 yeah okay Mm -hmm. um but I feel like my interest in Neil Gaiman is always Neil Gaiman adjacent yeah I know who he is I've seen an episode of Doctor Who he wrote. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen Coraline, but I've yet to read anything he's done. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it just, it was 
good for reading aloud. Mm-hmm. And something I discussed with my partner afterwards was we both had different styles of how we would read it aloud, mm-hmm. which I thought was also interesting. Um, because he has a good, like, voice for characters and, like, creating tension and drama. Uh-huh. Um, which he, like, implements when we're playing D&D. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about how when he, like, read the first couple of lines out loud, it was, like, very... It was, like, darker and more dramatic than the way I did it in my head. Uh-huh. If I were supposed to, like, read it out loud. Yeah. But mine was, like, more... I guess jaunty would be the word. <laughs> <laughs> like, it started jaunty with, like... I don't know why that's the way I would have wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. About how... The Marlins are dead. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you the story, they are dead. Um, not exactly like that, but yeah. more towards that. Yeah. It's fun. There yeah. was a time when I wanted to read audiobooks aloud, so maybe that's why I was like, ooh, this is the one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when it lends itself so much to like being that kind of story, I get it. I used to force my brother to listen to me read out loud, so I get that instinct. <laughs> I used to, uh, again, no surprise, I used to record myself reading things aloud. Oh, nice. I would read it to my stuffed animals. <laughs> and then oh. my oldest brother recorded over all those tapes, so I have none of that. Oh, no. <laughs> he recorded songs from the radio. <laughs> As people used to do. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't use any blanks, apparently. He just had to use whatever <laughs> tapes he found, including tapes that my mom had purchased with actual music oh, on it. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, I gotta, I gotta save this song. Yep. Grab the nearest tape. <laughs> Hurry. Yeah. I think it'll be nice to kind of listen to it again yeah. at some point. It feels like you need a, a crackling fire. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it definitely lends itself to that. And so in terms of the, the st- I mean, I'm sure you were also familiar with the general story before you read it. Yes. Yeah. Because I had seen adaptations of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did it feel, I guess I don't really know what my question is, but like, did it feel different reading it like the reading the original story did it feel like like familiar like were you expecting certain beats of it it felt really familiar mm-hmm. and I guess we could just transition to at some point to Muppet Christmas Carol yeah like a lot of what I would say here oh true because it is there. that story yeah um, but I guess my biggest surprise was how faithful the adaptations I've seen actually are. Oh, okay. Which was surprising. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess the ones that I've seen have been more general. Like, so the one I'm thinking of specifically is one that I just discovered a couple years ago, and it's called Scrooged, and it stars Bill Murray and ah, some other people. I've not people. seen that one, but yes, I know of it. Yeah, and it's very, it's it's like a modern take from the 80s <laughs> on, <laughs> on the story. So the guy's like a TV producer, and in and mm-hmm. and I guess I, we can also talk about this after the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, but yeah, but it's just like it's it. So I know it generally. And I really do think there have been like episodes of television, like half hour, very condensed versions of like 
let's do like a take on a Christmas Carol. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of a good TV version that definitely exists. I keep thinking of Boy Meets World, but I don't know if that's actually if they actually did one. Uh, I think they must though. I, I have a vision of like. Or maybe we're mixing it up with that Halloween episode where Sean is the murderer maybe. in his dream. Yeah, maybe. Because it definitely would have been Sean. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that episode. Yeah. 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 Should we talk Muppet Christmas Carol? And then we can talk yeah, about the story. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, was a 1992 adaptation of the christmas carol um novella and um it starred michael caine as scrooge um and then it had like our usual muppet players as other people which we can talk about later when we talk about the story um and so it was it was the first it was actually the first muppet movie that was made after jim henson died back in 1990 um, and it was their first, like, theatrical release um, after Muppets Take Manhattan, which I believe was in 84. Yeah, 84. Um, so it had been, like, a little bit of a while since there had been, like, a, a Muppet feature film. Um, yeah, and so it was actually directed by Brian Henson, who is Jim Henson's son. And I think he directed other Muppet things before. Um, and... As a little callback to our first episode, the music is by Paul Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, ah. Which is fun, who was in uh, Phantom of the Paradise, played Swan. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's kind of the general gist. Of, I mean, it, it follows the, as we will talk about very soon, it pretty much follows the the novella, I will call it, because I like that word, uh, <laughs> pretty um, pretty faithfully it's like a pretty faithful adaption of of the book which fits it's it works also because it's not like so much story that you have to like trim things and Mm -hmm. blah 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 um and it's very like obviously the Muppets aren't just for kids but it is the story lends itself to being family friendly it is kind of a story for everybody so it really works I think in like a Muppet format (laughs) um but yeah it was really cute I enjoyed it yeah, it's, yeah, I was astounded when you said you hadn't seen this movie. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I even knew a Muppet Christmas Carol existed. <laughs> I don't. I also don't know how I'd never seen it. It feels like something that I should have seen, and I yeah, I just I'd never seen it. Yeah, I um, clearly I had seen it, and it it was just on at least once a season. I feel on TV. Yeah, and um, the VHS tapes, of course. Mm-hmm we have it on dvd <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is like a mainstay of my uh christmasiness mm-hmm. and i just i like um how they did it i like that gonzo is essentially charles dickens telling yeah. us the story which kind of like lends stuff to what we were talking about before about how it's meant to be told to people mm-hmm. um Oh, I forgot. I oh, I didn't concert. forget. Never mind. Sorry. I was going to say I forgot to mention it's a musical, but maybe that was obvious when I said Paul Williams wrote the music, but I don't know. It is a musical. <laughs> yes, it is a musical. <laughs> and it's good. 
Um, Which I don't think I realized before I started watching that it was a musical. Um, aren't so most Muppet was... things are, though, right? Probably. I also realize it's been a very long time since I've seen a Muppet thing. I think the last mm. Muppet thing that I've seen is um, the 2011 movie with Amy Adams and uh, what's his name? Jason Siegel. Thank you. I was not going to remember yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> that's the last, the most recent Muppet thing I've seen. And I feel like maybe once upon a time I watched The Muppet Show. I know I watched Muppet Babies at some point. I, they exist in my childhood. I just can't like quite pinpoint that. And I, and I don't know if I've ever seen one of the other Muppet movies, like the earlier ones from the 80s and 70s and stuff. So I guess just the Muppets in general weren't really part of your pop culture. Not really. Other than just the consciousness of knowing who Kermit and Piggy are. Yeah. And, and all that. But I feel like I feel like I have a vague from like I was reading about the Muppet show last night. So I feel like I have a I vaguely remember that because I understand the, the, the dynamic between Kermit and Piggy and mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But there are only certain Muppets that I like can point and name and and like I said, I used to watch Muppet Babies when I was younger, which I think that was an animated show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I guess they just really weren't. Besides, huh. like, Sesame Street, but that's, like, kind of a different branch of Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I like the Muppets. They're, when I encounter them, I find them to be fun. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's anything. Yeah. Michael Caine is Scrooge. Mm-hmm. He's one of a few humans in it. Mm-hmm. Um, his nephew is played by. Shit, I'm blanking on his name, but he is also in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. His nephew is played by. Oh boy. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> McIntosh. Is that the one you're thinking of? I believe so. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> I'm going to say yes. That's what Never Wikipedia wrong. says, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is another movie I really like. Uh-huh. And he also played Adam Ant in a short from a couple years ago, I think. Okay. Like 10, maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Maybe it was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, he did. So that was a delight. Him familiar to me he was in the first season of luther apparently which it's been a long time since i've seen that but i've never seen that oh yeah that's that's a show yeah (laughs) (laughs) um do we need oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna go through the the cast oh yeah so gonzo is charles dickens Mm -hmm. and rizzo is kind of our stand-in even though he's also telling us directly um breaking the fourth wall and looking at the camera to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kermit is Bob Cratchit, of course. Mm-hmm. Who else would he be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss Piggy is his wife, and they've got little kids, Clementine Tim. In the movie, Scrooge's first boss, Fizzlewig, is paid, played by uh, Fozzie the Bear. Which, how perfect is that? <laughs> yeah. Fozzie is fizzle. And they it's a rubber chicken factory, which is it just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> um 
but yeah, like I said, it, it does follow all the beats. The Do I like two of the three spirits. Uh huh. Can I guess which ones they are? <laughs> sure. Uh, mostly because if it's the same as me, <laughs> I loved the big jolly one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creepy ghost of future of ghost of things to come or whatever that was uh-huh. cool i yeah. hated <laughs> that creepy weird doll looking yes. ghost of christmas present <laughs> or past sorry it she is was so weird looking <laughs> so nervous and so like spooky and creepy and i was like she's supposed to be angelic and pretty and she's creeping me out <laughs> yeah there's something about Muppets, when they try to make them too human, and then they enter that uncanny valley, and it's so unnerving. Yeah. And yeah, I did. I, I I don't like it. And it's also animated at parts too. It's yeah. not completely puppetry. I was reading like about a mix that after the whole movie, but because they tried, because they wanted her to look kind of like ethereal, I guess. And mm-hmm. first, they got, like, a giant bin of baby oil, which I can't imagine they were trying to do that. <laughs> so they got a huge vat of baby oil. We're trying to do the puppetry through that to make her her movements more, I guess, flowy oh, and okay. stuff like that. But that got expensive, which makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> then they switched. <laughs> so then they switched to water. So she's kind of, like, I think she was, she's basically on a, a green screen. Mm-hmm. Um and plopped in there um so yeah. yeah that's what they did should we i know it's a little late in the game and for people who don't know the christmas story or christmas carol story should we run through that real quick that's a good point <laughs> i just jumped through that during the book version because like everyone knows this story yeah uh yeah Go sure on. so it's about ebenezer scrooge um who is like a old crotchety cheap guy who i guess he's like a money collect like a debt collector i think was what i understood him to be um yes. and um or like a, he, he loaned money yeah um so he we meet him on christmas eve and he um he has an assistant bob cratchit and um and he just kind of like you see that he's just like this old cheap guy and people come asking him to like donate to charity and he's like I don't care about poor people and his nephew comes by and he's like hey come join us for Christmas dinner tomorrow and and he says this classic bah humbug he's not into Christmas he doesn't want to be joyous oh yes and in the very beginning of the story uh, Charles Dickens um, tells us that his old partner Jacob Marley died and that we should remember that <laughs> and keep that in mind so Christmas Eve, he goes home and he's like seeing weird things. He like he thinks he sees uh, Marley's face in his door knocker, but he like brushes it off. And he like gets ready for bed, and then the ghost of Jacob Marley comes to him, and he's like covered in chains, and he's like, "I'm having a really bad time in the afterlife," <laughs> um, and I think you're Dude, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and I think you're headed for the same fate. So let's try and fix that. So he tells him that three ghosts are going to visit him over the course of the night. And um, Scrooge, obviously, is not excited about that. And um, so the first ghost comes to him, and it's the ghost of Christmas past. And this ghost takes him to the past, and he sees 
past Christmases of his. One, he's like a lonely kid in the boarding school, and another one you see like his relationship with his sister and how much he loved his sister. And then um, another kind of important one is he, um, you see that he once was engaged to be married, but his fiance broke off their engagement because Scrooge was just so much more into money than he was into her. Um, and so Scrooge is kind of like seeing the error of his ways and how like over the course of like seeing some of these past events, he's like, oh, I kind of got cheap and bad. <laughs> um, then the ghost of Christmas present takes him back and then the ghost, I mean, the ghost of Christmas past takes him back and then the ghost of Christmas present comes to visit him and he kind of gets to see people who are currently in his world, like Bob Cratchit, who's pretty poor, doesn't have a lot of money, but he and has a, kind of a big family. Um, but they have like a really great Christmas and they have a good time, um, despite the fact that they don't have a lot of money. And he has a son, Tiny Tim, who's pretty sickly. Um, and, and Scrooge is, I guess, kind of surprised to see that this family that doesn't have a lot is still like having a good Christmas and enjoying themselves. Um, and then they go to see his nephew and he's having a great time with his wife and some friends. And they kind of play this game where they kind of make fun of Scrooge. <laughs> it's kind of mean a little bit, but Scrooge yeah, is like pretty, a... <laughs> it's pretty mean, but Scrooge is also garbage, yeah. so I guess it doesn't... And so he kind of sees... Yeah. <laughs> he kind of sees what people think of him. They don't really like him, and they think he's a, not a great guy. And then they kind of just, like, go all over England, it seems, just, like, kind of visiting other people's Christmases, people who don't have a lot and still enjoy themselves and have a good time. So Scrooge is definitely, like, softening. When he was at the nephew's party, he kind of was, like, playing the games, even though anyone couldn't see him. No one could see him. And he was, like, also kind of leaning in and having a good time. He didn't want to leave the party. Um, so then he goes home, and then it's time for the ghost of things to come. That's what they call it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so this ghost kind of spooky, kind of... The way that he's described, he kind of looks like the classic, um, what we would think of as death a little bit, is the way I imagined him, um, or it. <laughs> it doesn't speak to him, it kind of just, like, takes him around. And first he, like, run, they run into some businessmen who are, like, talking about this guy that died, and how no one's going to go to the funeral probably, but they'll go if they give them lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, oh, who are they talking about like this? That's really terrible. And then I think they go to some guy who's, like, taking the things of someone who's died to sell off. And the people who are bringing him these these things from this guy's house are, like, pretty also talking badly about this guy. And Scrooge is getting nervous. He's like, oh, I don't like the way these people are talking about this man. <laughs> they seem pretty happy that he's dead. Um, can you take me to someone who, like, has good thoughts about someone who's died? Um, so they go to... Bob Cratchit's house, and and Bob Cratchit and his family are having a pretty solemn Christmas, and it's revealed that Tiny Tim ended up passing away, and it's pretty sad, but they're kind of like, they're thinking happy thoughts about Tiny Tim. They miss him. Um, they're happy to have had their time with him. And so Scrooge is getting progressively more nervous <laughs> about this other mysterious person who's died. So they go to a graveyard, and the ghost, the spirit, uh, shows him what happens to be his grave. 
And so this really, I mean, he's been, you can tell that he's been affected the whole time, but at this point, he's really like, oh man, <laughs> this is not the way I want things to go for me. This really sucks. I don't want people to be happy when I die. I don't want people to make fun of me at their Christmas parties. <laughs> I think I want to be a better person. So he wakes up. It's Christmas morning. He finds out. He's like, oh, this is great. He sees a kid in the street. He like tells him to go buy a turkey to deliver to Bob Cratchit's house. He goes to, he's like in the streets wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. He goes to Bob Cratchit's house. He's like, I'm going to play a little prank on him. <laughs> <laughs> he pretends to be mad at Bob for not showing up to work on Christmas Day, even though he gave him the day off. And then he's like, then he's like, JK, you get a raise. And <laughs> Um, then he goes to him, he gives them like the turkey he bought for their family. And then he goes to, um, oh, and he like, and he like pals around with tiny Tim and he goes to, I think he goes to his nephew's house and like joins them for Christmas maybe, or is that just in the Mother Christmas Carol? In the, in the movie, they, um, all show up at Bob Cratchit's house and they have a party oh, in their that's tiny little home. Yeah. And in the book, he does, um. In the book, it's a little different because Bob Cratchit actually shows up for work because in the book, he tells them you can come in late, a half hour later than usual, oh. but he still has to work. Oh, and right. so that's where he oh, plays okay. the prank on him. And the turkey just gets delivered anonymously I see. Okay. to the Cratchits. Yeah. And then he goes to his nephew's house and they're like, uh, Oh, yes. Very surprised you. to see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the movie, they just cut it short and he just brings everyone together yeah. into a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're all crashing your Christmas. Yeah. But basically, the, the, our narrator lets us know that Scrooge changes his ways. Oh, he also gives like a huge donation to the guys who came before asking for money for the poor kids. And he like becomes a father figure to Tiny Tim. And he just like becomes like the Christmas guy um, in London or wherever he lives. And he's changed his ways thanks to the joy of Christmas. Um, so, yes. That is a semi-long-winded version <laughs> of Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, and the like I said, the the movie really sticks to it. Mm-hmm, it uh, really does really closely. There, a lot of Scrooge's dialogue is straight up what he says in the book, mm-hmm. um, including the spirits as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, when the people come asking for donations at the beginning, he talks about well are the workhouses still working which the workhouses were these this awful quote-unquote plan to help the poor which is just shove them all together split their families apart they can live in this house with some a little bit of food Mm -hmm. terrible conditions and then they go work yeah so um that was an answer quote-unquote um at at the time of how to deal with the poor Mm -hmm. so that was his answer where the workhouse is open they're like yeah and he's like then they're fine. Um, and they're like, well, the workhouses are awful. They would rather die. And he's like, well, then let them die. There's too many people in the world yeah. anyway, which is also what some people thought at the time mm-hmm. would be a good answer. Just let the poor starve because overpopulation. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know there's a lot of people around now. Yeah. It's not the population. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the rich motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and just, that's a quick note. The whole population control aid concept um, about just letting the poor die. That was a, a reverend, a reverend oh. in the Victorian England who was like, oh. yeah, just let them die. Don't interfere. So <laughs> oh, good job. Geez. You dipshit. 
Reverend Thomas Malthus, you motherfucker. Jeez. Oh, um, so Scrooge is just spouting actual ideas that like the the upper crust kind of have mm-hmm. of how to deal with quote unquote deal with the poor. Yeah. Um, and so he says the same things in the book and in the movie, and then the spirit of Christmas present essentially spouts it back to him. Oh, yeah, and he um, felt real bad hearing that. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh. Yeah. Because, (laughs) particularly with Tiny Tim, he starts to ask, please don't tell me that he dies because he's, you know, small, sick child um, with a little crutch and stuff. And the spirit of Christmas present is like, well, if he dies... Population control, right, buddy? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, mm, That yeah. is what I said, <laughs> Which is also a dark thing to say in yeah. a children's story. <laughs> but there, there is a line. I laughed when I read it because I remember it in this movie and I thought it was just a gonzo line. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it turned out it was in the book, which is oh, when, I love that. when he says, Tiny Tim, who did not die. Because <laughs> it's just the way he says it. It's like, yeah, that's something Gonzo would say yeah. in that manner. And it's like, oh, no, that's just also how it's written in yeah. the book, word for word. And I just imagine, like, maybe he gave someone a draft and he didn't mention that Tiny Tim didn't die. I don't know. And they're like, you really need to hone in that he's not dead. People want Tiny Tim to live and you need to assure them. Yeah, and Tiny Tim is, like, this, the most pious, sick child ever who just sits in church so people will see him and be like, you know what, my life isn't that bad. Look at this kid. He's in church. He's fine. Oh. So that that made me laugh when I read it, when I realized Uh, it was actually in there. Yeah. I didn't think about the experience of having seen Muppet Christmas Carol before, (laughs) reading the the book. Yeah. When in the movie, when Scrooge meets Belle, his future fiance, uh-huh. this is so small, but it made me laugh. The way he kisses her hand is so dumb. <laughs> he just kind of grabs it and just goes like this. <laughs> he just presses it against his mouth. He just mashes it onto his mouth. Like he doesn't actually kiss. He's just like, <laughs> that probably sounds terrible. I'm sorry. But it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Which, I don't think it was an intentional actor's yeah. choice. I think that just, that guy didn't know what to do. <laughs> he was like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah. um, how did you watch it? Uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, okay. So did it have um, Belle's song in it? It did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was reading about, all about that. Yeah, I had, I actually didn't remember the song. Mm-hmm. And it's not in our DVD. Yeah, I think. And my partner remembered it, and he thought it was maybe in the deleted scenes, but it wasn't there either. But supposedly, like, newer versions are supposed to have the song back in it or yeah, somehow available. It's confusing because it sounds like they lost the, like, the original footage, which I don't know how that happens, but it's... So I found it on YouTube, and it was mm-hmm. from... It was pulled from a Laserdisc <laughs> <laughs> of Muppets and it seems like yeah it seems like some DVDs have it mm-hmm. the Blu-ray editions do not have it um yeah see and also I was reading that the laser disc 
disc wide version is the only wide version that they have of it um okay. which is interesting so yeah um yeah that song it was a pretty song but they as you probably read they took it out of the movie it's like it's a song at the part where they go to the past and and scrooge's fiance is basically dumping him and it's like a really pretty song about i forgot what's it called like when love is lost when or love something? is gone when love is gone yeah i think and it's like a pretty song that she's singing to him kind of letting him go and they asked the studio asked for it to be taken out because they thought it would be too slow and would lose the interest of the children at that point um and i think a lot of people didn't i think people who are now familiar with the song are kind of sad that it wasn't left in mm-hmm. um I yeah can, I, it, it was especially it was interesting to cut it out because the last song of the movie is also like a callback to that song it's uh, the same yeah. tune but it's when love is found yeah um so they've lost that parallel by taking it out yeah and the weird history of it being sometimes in sometimes out it, when we were looking for it on the dvd my partner started like it felt like he was like the did I imagine this? Is this not real? (laughs) So we had to actually look it up and I found it on YouTube and was like, no, it's real. You're fine. It's like, okay, good. I thought it was going. But it was like a Mandela effect sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, I do want to share, unless, do you have anything else about Christmas Carol? Not really. I will say that I was, one thing I did find interesting or I thought was a difference, maybe I don't remember it well, even though I saw experience them both back to back but i thought in the book i was surprised by how quickly scrooge was like oh i'm a bad guy mm-hmm. and it felt like and it felt like in his past versions he like it seemed like he kind of liked christmas a little bit i don't know there seemed like a little bit more positivity for a longer time but mm-hmm. um in the movie it seemed like he was kind of like crotchety about it from the beginning i don't know mm-hmm. uh, maybe yeah, that's a difference that i didn't perceive well, but but anyway i was just mostly surprised um how quickly in the in the book that he was like oh man i'm not good (laughs) but yeah i mean a lot of it just seems like he's he was lonely yeah that's true because yeah he was like kind of at boarding school by himself and Mm -hmm. uh and it seemed like his sister was his only pal and i guess she died at some point and yeah yeah but yeah that's mostly that was the the biggest thing that I kind of took away from it was that I was, I was kind of surprised and pleased that he was like, that he kind of got it right away. Like, oh, I understand the purpose of these spirits visiting me. And mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's fun. It's one of my favorite Christmas time movies, Muppet Christmas Carol and Krampus. <laughs> I've never seen Krampus. <laughs> Oh, it's great. <laughs> that's the one with um oh 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 Adam oh. Scott is in it. Oh, that's not who I was gonna say. I was gonna say Jason um Arrested Development guy, but that's not him. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Adam Scott. <laughs> I could see why you would think it's Jason Bateman though. There you go, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can always um, remember people's names when I'm not trying to think of people's names. <laughs> and someone else can't remember you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> There are a few things that I would like to share that were on the DVD. Okay, please go for it. They are not related to A Muppet Christmas Carol, other than the fact that they were on this DVD. Okay. (laughs) But as you know, 
when you put a DVD in, mm-hmm. there are advertisements at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I love seeing old ads. Go for it. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, there were two big segments before this. Okay. The first one was an ad for a made-for-TV Muppet movie, which I never saw. Okay. But I remember the commercials for it, uh-huh. and this brought it all back. The Muppets Wizard of Oz. Whoa. With Ashanti as Dorothy. What? <laughs> Queen Latifah as her aunt. No. And David Allen Greer as her uncle. What? That's and not Kermit a real movie. And is the scarecrow. Fozzie is the lion. And Gonzo is the tin man. What? Ashanti and David Allen Greer and Queen Latifah in a Muppet movie? Yep. In the Wizard of Oz adaptation. What? And I was like, this is the most mid-2000s thing. It really is. <laughs> And yeah, it was like it brought, I was like, wow, I need to find a way to watch this. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I hope so. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> um, but that was just the commercial. The second thing that was on here uh-huh. was a full movie surfers segment. Oh, movie surfers. Wow. With all the cool clothes and jaunty <laughs> angles. Because you can't just film them straight on. You got to be a little. <laughs> to the side (laughs) so you know this is real cool Uh, um but uh, this was it was wild because i haven't thought about movie surfers in so long and i recognize all three of the kids already i don't remember their names but i was like i remember you guys one of the movies they were talking about was uh that shaggy dog movie with tim allen oh that sounds familiar yeah he like turns into a dog he's a bad father yeah Um, usual Tim Allen kind of stuff. (laughs) But the other movie, which I do not remember at all, not even an advertisement, nothing. Uh Uh-huh. It's called The Wild. Okay. It is a CG animated movie about zoo animals who end up in Africa. It was made around the same time as Madagascar. (laughs) Okay, because I was going to say. But it did... Very poorly. It, like, barely made a profit. Yeah. And when they showed the clips, I was like, are these done? Because they look (laughs) so bad. And I honestly don't know. And, like, comparing it to what Madagascar looked like, I was like, yeah, no wonder Madagascar did better. This movie looks terrible. Oh, wow. And I, I, yeah, it got so overshadowed by Madagascar. I didn't even know this movie yeah. existed. And it just blew me away. I was like, whoa. Because this is around that time, like, where DreamWorks and Disney were kind of, like... Duking it out. On the same page with all their stories. Because, yeah. like, Finding Nemo and A Shark's Tale came out around the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. And all that. So, like, this is one where DreamWorks won. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And uh, did DreamWorks wow. do Ants? I think that was Sony. Oh, okay. But that also, yeah, that came out around a bug's life. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Woody Allen is in Ants. That's all I remember. Oh, I've never actually seen it. I have seen it, but only once. And also I'm looking at the Muppets Wizard of Oz Wikipedia, and uh, you neglected to mention that Quentin Tarantino was in it. Oh, yeah. Apparently it's some <laughs> deleted scene of the extended cut. Where he and Kermit are discussing violent ways to get rid of the witch. 
Oh, jeez. Like, what? How many times no does he say the N-word? <laughs> no, he just... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. He just plays himself. Yeah. Really? He doesn't even play a character. It's just himself and Kermit, I guess. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, does it say who plays the Wicked Witch? Because I didn't look that up, actually. Uh, Wicked Witch looks like Miss Piggy. I think Miss Piggy plays all the witches. Oh, she plays Glinda and the evil witch. And Tatipoo, the good and witch who? of the North. <laughs> oh. Do you know about her? <laughs> I know she exists. Uh, Tatipoo. Hmm. Never. But, I mean, I assume that she exists at least because there's a West. It would and an be, East. yeah, pretty awkward if there were. I didn't know Glinda was the Good Witch of the South. Yeah. I'm not up on my Wizard of Oz lore. <laughs> but, anyway, that was a wild trip into the past with it, those DVD previews. I really love those, they really take you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah um a muppet christmas carol are there other so you said krampus and a muppet christmas carol are are there other like go-to holiday season movies that you have the ones i willingly watch mm-hmm. are those two i like love actually but i don't think it's a christmas movie okay. i think it's just a movie set at Christmas time. A movie time. that's set in Christmas time. <laughs> Likewise for Die Hard. Uh-huh. People like to say it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. Mm. It takes place at Christmas. It's kind of like how they do how not ABC Family, because that's not what it's called anymore. But I'm going to call it that. ABC Family <laughs> does Harry Potter marathons around Christmas time because they each have one Christmas scene. That's right. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess yeah. they do. There are uh, apparently zero Jewish wizards, yeah. so it's all Christmas all the time at Hogwarts. No uh, Muslim wizards. Mm-mm. No atheist wizards. Mm-mm. All Christian wizards. All Christian wizards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, except for those two Jewish women in the Fantastic Beast movies, I guess. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other Christmas movies I watch, but I'm kind of Blanking. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, so... I have seen that one. Or White Christmas. I never saw that. Don't know that one. I saw A Christmas Story for the first time recently. It's fine. Yeah, it was... I had... Yeah, I'd only seen... I'd never seen anything from it. I just know the lamp and the kid gets his... I almost said neck. His tongue stuck on the... That's that movie, too. Yeah, His friend gets his tongue stuck on the icy pole... The, uh, you'll shoot your eye out thing with the BB gun, and then he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a movie that I saw not willingly, just because it was always on <laughs> yeah, for 24 hours. I think we watched it last year at home, or the year before, because it was on, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like TNT or something loops it mm-hmm. all day. Which, this is kind of unrelated, but I don't know if they do it anymore, but do you remember how Cartoon Network used to just play Iron Giant all day on Thanksgiving? No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Thanksgiving. It was some late holiday that wasn't Christmas, Mm. so it has to be Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's not like a Thanksgiving movie, but they would just, like, loop it all day on Cartoon Network. That would explain how I saw Iron Giant so much. Yeah. It was a great movie. 
I really yeah, like it. It still makes me cry. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh boy. I should watch it. It pulls the heartstrings every time. I love the scene. Vin Diesel's best performance. It's re- yeah. But I love I love the scene where he's saying grace. That's one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. And the like his hand is like crawling in the background. <laughs> It's really funny. I'm going to yeah. watch it later when we're done with this. <laughs> um, what about, do you have any go-to Christmas things? You know, I, for the past, when did Elf come out? 2004 or something? Oh, Elf. Yeah, for the past, oh, like, course. 15 years, which is crazy to say that, I think Elf has been my go-to movie, but I'm kind of starting to cool on it the past mm. couple years. I think I've I've been elfed out. I do like that movie a lot. I don't know how I didn't think of it. Yeah, it um but I I think I just remember seeing it for the first time and being so surprised about how much I liked it. My uncle mm-hmm. used to do this weird thing where he would like go to the video <laughs> store, rent DVDs for his son, our cousin, and then would bring them to us for some reason. <laughs> and be like, "Here, you guys watch them now." So that's how me and my brother saw Elf for the first time. And we loved it. And then I think, I don't remember if it was that same year or the year after, we went to Liberia for the holidays and we took only a few movies with us. We took Elf, uh, Spider-Man 2, <laughs> <laughs> and the, whatever amount of Harry Potter movies were out at that time. And mm-hmm. my cousins loved Elf. And it's just, it's a great movie. I have yeah. cooled on it a bit, but I will watch it every Christmas season because it just, it still makes me, it does make me happy. I guess I yeah, haven't pulled on it. I've lied. <laughs> um, and then are there other ones that I, I don't, I can't really think of other ones that I, I think Elf is really the only one that I deliberately will put on and be like, oh, it's Christmas time. I will watch this movie. Maybe it's because I don't only watch Elf at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> when I got my wisdom teeth out, I watched Elf on loop for like a day. Oh, really? <laughs> It was like it was free on demand. Uh-huh. I was like on my mom's couch, just hopped out on whatever <laughs> drugs they'd given me. I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch off." Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it... off. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch off. It is a damn delight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's because I'm trying to think if there were movies that we watched growing up, and not really that I can think I, of. I remember seeing like. The animated Mickey Christmas Carol. Oh, I've never seen that. That was on TV. Um, the Mara Wilson Miracle on 34th Street I've seen, but it never became like a classic Yeah. for me to rewatch or anything. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I need to build up the tradition. <laughs> Try Krampus if you want a scary <laughs> right. Christmas movie. <laughs> I'll check it out. I still also have never seen Bad Santa. Hmm. Oh, I like that movie. Maybe I'll just save it for next year's uh, <laughs> holiday edition of Oh Yeah, Bad Thing. Yeah. I uh, never put it on purposefully, but mm-hmm. when it's on, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christmas Carol. Woo! Putting us in the spirit for yeah. a holiday. That's It's, it's still a month, like four months yeah. And this comes but, out, oh, so. it'll be here faster than we think. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is already here according to the decorations that the city puts up. So, <laughs> cool. Yep. 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 Hooray. 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 
Thanks for getting around to listen to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, link in the description. We're at ohyeahthatthing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Logo art and design by Rolla, theme song by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we're starting Christmas. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol.